AGM coming in, and we're back. Greeny drops his soap, while Dane's dropping facts. Three's better than two if you understand the meaning. White boy up, so we introduce Keenan. Mercenaries in underwear, they can stay put. We have football on our tongues, just minus the foot. Rugby league group showers while drinking for claims. And we're bringing this bullshit any given Monday. I said any given Monday. Yeah, any given Monday. Any given Monday. Yeah, any given Monday. I said any given Monday, baby. That's a big TV, eh? Yeah, we're going. Jeez, big TV. Boom, here we are. <laughs> Straight into it. I wasn't wasn't prepared. Uh, here we are, back in um, what feels like home almost. Um, this is the the original. The the what would you call it? The well, it's where yeah, it's where right man wanted to start on podcast. Yeah, well, this is where it all started. Ground zero. Um, we're back in Freddy's basement. We've um we've we've redone it a bit. We'll post a photo for the viewers to have have a little bit of a bow peep. Freddie's done some work down here, cleaned his shit up, and we got a the same similar setup from uh from Kino's place with a bit more of a backdrop, a bit more soundproofing up there and stuff. This is lovely. Yeah, I just need to steam those fucking curtains, man. They yeah. come out of the packet looking like shit. Can't but win them all, but man. Can't you, win I, them so all. I put them up, and I'm like, because it's just the curtain and the bricks, I'm like. This is a huntsman. Did I tell this story? I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the first time I pull them back, there's a fucking yeah, huntsman. Definitely a huntsman. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, that is dead set like prime huntsman territory. <laughs> You've just created a home for these kind of yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's why I like when I see geckos around, man. Because yeah, ge- yeah. geckos, I'm always like, yeah, they're fucking eating those motherfuckers. <laughs> and you're sucking down a chalk and uh, what is it, a coffee? Yeah. Oh. Well, I actually just had a fucking a poppy arvo nap, so. When I had to go and get your um, sugar-free V from the, from the local down the road, I had to get myself a coffee. Mm. Um, the local fella down the down the um, servo near your place here, just down at um, at Arana Hills, he just remembered me like I used to go there. Reminded ev- you? No, no, remembered me from when uh, I used to come here every <laughs> single Sunday for the pod. I used to stop in by a Powerade in the water because yeah. I was usually hanging out my ass. <laughs> I'd just go in there, a new car... Knew everything, walk in, didn't even grab power raids, nothing goes, well, you mustn't be playing football or podcasting anymore because power raids aren't selling anymore. I was like, oh, fuck. You're like, nah, you bro, know podcast you is doing real well. Check the DMAX. <laughs> so you know you got a real, real problem with the orange power raids when old mate can't sell any if you're not buying them. Uh, man, but, <laughs> and it's just the one up. Um, just a shell there across from the new childcare center at, at Arana. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very, very, very nice guy. Shout out to him. Shout out to his family and his dog. Mm. Probably named Marshall the dog. I bet you, yeah, nah. No one like my Marshall, man. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I was fucking thinking about uh, when I was doing some stuff. And I, th- even this afternoon, I was listening to another podcast. And I couldn't, man, I just couldn't stop laughing. Even Christy's like, what the fuck? And I was thinking about when you took your shirt off when uh, we had Julia Robinson on. Oh, I think I, I, I must have yeah. been watching some girls highlights from the weekend because it was fucking some good girls yeah, footy. That was But man, I want to get, yeah, we should, we need to get another <laughs> guest on and then you just rip your shirt off halfway through. That yeah. was, I, I remember that and I remember even listening to it back and like not even not even on the YouTube, I was just, just in, the, um, in the audio and you could hear you and I just fucking like trying to hold in laughter and it was impossible and even now just thinking about it i get giddy just laughing because we didn't tell righty eh? no we didn't <laughs> we didn't tell righty or julia and we both just sat down there and halfway through the podcast just ripped the kid off he got the rig out and just sat there like nothing else <laughs> and she didn't fucking flinch yeah, bro she was professional as and yeah. righty just kept rolling too didn't say nothing uh, righty <laughs> was mid-talk like like mid chat of fucking one of the rounds and didn't even blink. Yeah, I'm just. I couldn't look at you, bro. I couldn't oh, even. Man. I couldn't even sit there. I just shut my eyes, and every time I looked at you, I was just fucking crap. Anyway, if you haven't heard that, we'll um we'll find what episode number it is and put it in the description so everyone knows to go and have a listen because it was. You won't be able to see unless you go to the YouTube, but it was quite a crack up. So jump on there. Yeah. Um and uh yeah so I got I got the two kids now. So the last time I didn't have no. Parker, eh? yeah. So I got the two. Um, I with on our chat, I, I knew that. Oh yeah, how you feeling anyway, bro? I'm getting better. I think I'm I'm pretty much a hundred percenting in now. But I was fucked. Like, I, for those who don't know, I got my booster, the COVID booster, on last Thursday. 
I had Pfizer again for the third time. And you're fucking terrified of needles, yeah? Yeah, I'm not a needle guy. But, like, <laughs> I get needles done when I have to. So, like, the needle wasn't the big thing for me. Once I go in, I don't look. I get them to tell me a story. Then they give me a lollipop and then I'm sorted. That bit was all good. It's the bit when I fucking... The next day, like, late, late, late that night, I started feeling shitty. And then the next day, man, I was fucking, like, body aches. I felt like I was 100 years old. Mm. All my joints were locking up. I was just fucking couldn't move. So that was on the Friday. And then I was like, fuck, I've got to play footy tomorrow. Hopefully I come good. Because I never had, like, my first two shots, I was sweet. And then the third one was just rattling me. So I was like, fuck, tomorrow's game day. I've got to get get myself right. So I stayed home from work, didn't work Friday. Drunk a shitload of water and just tried to eat some healthy shit and just sleep as much as I could. And then I woke up on Saturday and I was just feeling just as bad. And then I started having nosebleeds. Like, I was, my nose was bleeding all day. And every time I got it to stop, it just started pissing blood again. Bro. I was all sorts when, of When did up. you call the game off? Like, when did you tell them? Well, Saturday morning. Because I, I spoke to um, to Goffey and, and Clino on Friday Arvo because I had to let them know I wasn't coming to training. Yeah. And then... Um, I just sort of said, and they said, yeah, just make sure you get yourself right. And I was like, yeah. And then Saturday morning, I knew I wasn't going to be any good because I, when I woke up, and that's when I started having nosebleeds on Saturday, and I was mm. like, fuck, this yeah. is not good. I was fucked. And then I was pretty crook all day Sunday as well. Didn't get to do fuck all. I just pretty much cleaned my house and, and just laid around because I couldn't really do anything. I was still body aching and stuff. But. Yeah, every single vax for me... The next day I felt fluey, but it was only mm. a day thing. But the booster fucked me up more than the other two. Yeah, well, Jolie said the same thing with him. He had Pfizer and he did the same thing. Fine, mm. fine. Then booster fucked him. So, I don't know. And the bloke I work with, we got him together. And he um, he was completely sweet. Went to work the next day. Didn't, didn't have any side effects at all. So, it's just a case-by-case case thing. And I ended up getting fucked with it. And spewing because I'd finally get a chance to play some footy. And it was... Yeah. I had to get my jab two days before it. So I'm just, yeah, it's, it's been a long preseason, especially when you've had game after game, a couple cancelled from rain and floods and shit. And, and then, then you you're starting the halves. Starting in the halves, <laughs> and then I fucking go down with a fucking, just with a pedestrian old booster that fucks me up. And so. the, all the clubs thinking he obviously is on, just went on a bend. Yeah, week. yeah, probably. <laughs> Nosebleeds. <laughs> 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 Where's your nose bleeding, you fuck with? <laughs> Um, shout out to Keenan though. Keenan put on the uh, turned it on a bit. Yeah, Keenan was looking good. I um I came down and watched the first half down at Mitchie. Um, I sort of wasn't feeling great, so I thought I'd try and watch as much as I could. And I I only lasted till half time, but I was fucked. So I had to go home. So I watched yeah. the first half. Vorhi looked pretty good when he was at because he seemed to actually be. Well, but don't have a t- don't put your hair up like that. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. <laughs> cut, cut, just cut the cunt, please. Right. Yeah, boy, he played well though. Yeah. But he was just listening and sticking to the structure, and he looked like a world beater. Yeah, but with the head, I'd, I'd want to be the best rugby league player in the world if I was putting. My oh hair up yeah, like that. yeah, because you're getting knocked up in the car park after the game. They're <laughs> looking like that. But no, they both the boys went good. The kid went good. I only saw 15 minutes, but apparently he played this the um the full second half. Mm. But I saw him get over for a meaty under the sticks untouched right before half time. So he was looking pretty good. And um yeah, I didn't get to see Jeremy on there. I think he was still warming the pine. Yeah, well he came, he came on um second half. Yeah. I, I left halfway through second half, but I he scored a meaty as well. Yeah, right. And I didn't see it. I was chatting to Ivesy like fucking over with Clint. Oh yeah. And but then me and Clint I messaged Clint after and it was we're talking about all the Mitchy boys kind of had a good yeah. good run. Yeah, that's good. That's yeah. good. Good. It's funny because I was down the end and I was talking to Maddie and Rhonda, Keenan's mum and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Keenan goes over and I'm kind of watching. I was like, oh, Keenan goes over and Rhonda, Rhonda's like, all right, so how exactly did it happen? <laughs> so yeah. he could chat to him. Yeah, yeah, you got a, I was like, all right, he got a ball. He went through untouched. Good try. <laughs> yeah, no one's actually watching. No one gives a shit. You trial game, Keenan. Oh, man. Oh, well. But, but the, big, the big man, oh, he cut, he's not here tonight because he's moving He's moving house again, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. But um, he, he showed he showed a bit more cardio than I expected out of him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was one scene he had, like, went down, and this is still in the first half, he went and stretched out a cramp a bit, and I was like, oh, he's fucking got the old cramp going on in the trial. Send someone else on, you know. But, nah, he played the first 40, and so mm. he was looking pretty good, looking pretty sharp. Yeah. So probably just excited footies back, you know. Oh, it's just like know. we all are. So. Yeah. It was good to see, man. And um, like I was saying, so yeah, 
second daughter in the back. Mm. So pumped up, two girls, yeah. and just no boys. Yeah. And um, <laughs> and uh, and you boys uh, were, were being real mature about it, and you wishing me wishing me well and stuff. So I said I'd send you a photo of her, and I sent the the placenta sack. Yeah, that was the. Um, <laughs> The worst day of my life ever. Because <laughs> as soon as I did, I was like, because oh, I was talking to Christy while I was doing it. I was like, oh, well, I'll send a photo of the placenta, say it looks more like me this time. And um, and, and Dana will probably pass out or throw up because he hates this kind of shit. Yeah, well, I definitely didn't do very well. I felt a bit weak. And yeah. I was like, and Mrs. is starting to be a nurse. And I was just like, ah. She was what? I was like, Freddie just sent me a photo of the placenta. Bro, you and should then, see when they do the effigy or that fucking needle. Yeah, when I they know, push yeah. it into the spine and then... Can you please not talk about this <laughs> right now? I'm going to fall over. I'm going to fall off this chair. <laughs> I don't like that shit. I'm uh, lightheaded. I'm daisy. So, bro, yeah, footy, man. Because we, we got footy to talk about. we got to try to yeah. cram it into now. But, yeah. And, um, you know, going off my expansive knowledge, just one of the best round ones I've ever seen for about 10 years. It was fucking <laughs> actually unbelievable. Some of the games you looked at and you went, this team's definitely winning and then they get they get beaten and then you look at some of the performances by um, by some of the the teams we all thought were going to be closer to the bottom of the ladder, and they're coming out and they're defending in a, in a manner that suggests they're going to be fucking real competitive all year. So for us, for me anyway, the thing that I was I was most concerned about is we're going to have a season like like last, where the gap between sixth and seventh is fucking astronomical you know so you got those top six who are going to pump everyone and then the rest of them are fighting for those bottom two eight spots that don't, don't really matter anyway so yeah. it's good to see that teams i thought were going to be bottom four like newcastle they've come out and they've put 20 points in, on the chooks and, and got a win yeah well straight away we can answer i think we i'd, I'd answer um fucking mechanics question was it mechanics question yeah about who you thought were the best buyers of the year i think you put that on facebook and i reckon newcastle's one of them who's bought well and done well in the off season yeah well and i'd like chuck i'd chuck titans in there as well yeah i'd also put the dragons in there the dragons fucking off season everyone was sort of ragging on their um their pickups all off season talking about they're just signing these old fellas and they're calling them the money ball side like just trying to trying to save cash and go sort of a bit old, a bit more veteran. But they've brought in Aaron Woods. Jaden Sewell was really good. Like, they've got another couple of blokes. Depth signings like George Burgess played reserve grade. Tarek Sims was playing reserve grade. So they've got good depth and a good pack, plus a good group of young kids. If they can all come through together, and as we've seen, they've just knocked off the bunnies in the charity shield. They've opened round one up against the Warriors and won 28-16. Yeah, if Jack Bird good. stays healthy. Jack Bird was unreal. He was in our um, Any Given Monday team of the week. Yep. So he was looking very, very good on that edge. And you got Zach Lomax, who's just like uh, the the quintessential flick passer in the NRL at the moment. He's like a young Benji Marshall, the way he just gets into contact and flicks that ball out. Yeah. Unbelievable. He said he's... His winger Ravalara right. up for the tri- for a triple, yeah, yeah. So he, he was also in our team of the week. So the three dragons in there, and it was it was, also, it was a good game. The round was it was a round for wingers, man. Yeah. If you were, it, it, they were all top. Obviously, they they, they are the scorers, yeah, but yeah. for tries of the, the top five on the NRL, it's all the wingers, um, yeah. and even some of the the centers, you know, do, doing the job to put the wingers away. But yeah. it was, the round kind of really was outside backs just showing off yeah and uh, and the big boys in the middle yeah. bashing each other so it was it was odd some of the def- some of the defense we saw the raiders sharks game some of the defense in that they were pretty two evenly matched packs two big packs and they were banging the big boys and then just letting the outside backs sort of have a play around and then same as the knights defense against the roosters was just unreal like to rattle that pack to a stage where Walker and Kiri and Tedesco can't really have too much of a um, too too much of a say on the outcome. That's very impressive. Mm. And yeah, Clifford looked good, man. Yeah, very good. North Queensland Cowboy Junior. He's a um, he's a he's a good young kid, Jake Clifford, and he's come from a club that sort of wasn't even looking at him. He's getting a run here and there, but they just shopped him pretty quickly down to Newcastle, and he's. He's found his feet down there straight away. Him and Kalen obviously played football together for a long time when Kalen had his, his stint up there in North Queensland. So um, those two will have a bit of a connection going on and, and he looks fucking, he looks the goods, mm. Jake Clifford. So, And you, uh, we had that, the game on Thursday night wasn't the best start off. 
Yeah, well, no. then got no. better from there. <laughs> Thursday night game pretty much just ruined my tips from from the very start, and it just kept going and going and going. I think I ended up tipping three, but um, yeah, Penrith just fucking wow. They the way they played was yeah incredible. They scored twenty eight points, could have quite easily scored forty. They had a few chances just go down. Um, and Manly just held on a few times, but they looked fucking unbelievable. And to do that without um, your main man, Nathan Cleary, just goes to show what, what they've built there at Penrith, their their junior development, their their recruitment retention, and their sort of next man up mentality they've built, same as a Melbourne has or a Roosters has. The, the mentality that no matter who's running out there, it's not about who's in the jersey, it's about the, just whoever, like the jersey that's there. You just got to fill it and, and do your best. So they were fucking unreal. Isaac Tago on debut, unreal. Yeah, Lua, Lua taking control like that. It's mm. good to see because sometimes we've seen without, yeah, without your Cleary, Lua kind of goes missing a bit yeah. on that left side, but yeah. was jumping around a bit more too. Um, like yeah, he, yeah, yeah. Well, he was yeah a bit more yo-yoing around the field, but Sean O'Sullivan was really steady, sort of like he and he didn't need to do anything outlandish. Everyone yeah. said he needed to fucking try and fill in Cleary's shoes. All he had to do was where was he, he between Bronx and Warriors? Oh, he yeah, played then. he played twelve games at the Warriors last year. Yeah, and um, yeah. So he's been he started at he was a Penrith junior. Because he's from down that way, and I think he did a stint at the Roosters, and then he came to the Bronx Warriors, and now back to Panthers. So he's a bit of a journeyman. He's at, he's at his fourth club. I think he's twenty, twenty six or twenty five or something it's like that. Young so, ass. Yeah. So he, he's probably probably one of the best, probably the best halfback in the in the country. That's not a starting first grader. So Penrith have got good depth, and when you're going to take Cleary out and put a guy like O'Sullivan in. That's pretty handy, so yeah. yeah. And what do you think of Manly though? Yeah, there was some worrying signs. Like, <laughs> I'm not writing Manly off. I still think they'll be in the eight. Just the turbo factor and the and the the, the fact that they score points. They still got Josh Schuster to come back into the side. They'll still warm into it a bit more. A couple of blokes underdone like Olakawatu, but um, I think they'll be fine. They just need to sort of maybe think of a new game plan when these sides start rushing. Because when they, when they face this rush defense, like Penrith and Melbourne have given them in the last, like, 12 months, they sort of just seem to get get baffled by it. So they, they're putting... They put last year, they were putting 60 on fucking the Tigers and the Dogs and, and to- sides like this. But when they come up against these top sides, they just have no answers. When they get that the, those teams that are rushing them, they just need to add a bit more in the way of their go forward, a bit of a tip on mm. so we can get a quick playable so the next one you're not getting bashed instead of just trying to just trying to muscle over him. It's funny because, yeah, on the flip side, if you look at Crichton, he fucking he loves that pressure, yeah. like that defensive yeah. pressure. He's like, yeah, rush up on me or do something ridiculous because yeah. it'll just give me that option. Yeah. When, when you're running in pairs and, and these good forward packs have these good forwards that can play the ball, if you're going to rush up against Penrith, Isaiah Yo's just going to get the ball and hit it at the back, and they're bang at the edge, yeah. and then the next play they've got you, they've got you fucked. So um, there's something Manly just need to look into a bit more, a bit more movement around the middle instead of just trying to power game. I think I think they've just gone too heavy into the power game, and sort of forgot about trying to just make a little bit extra meters. Might be a bit more sideways every now and then, but. You're finding your knees and elbows. You're getting to your front, and you're getting a quick play of the ball. And it's not—you don't have to fucking bust the line with the first one, but that first one sets up that it's the second mm. one. You know, like just keep keep gets them on a roll. And that, and when you do that, that lets Tom come into the game and Cherry Evans to do what he does, and and he kicking off the front foot, and then it makes the the whole whole team just flow a bit better. Mm. Yeah, but uh, and then what we went to after that, we had the our boys. Yeah, our boys. Um, so Bronx and Rabbitohs, that was the Friday night, eh? Yeah. 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 And when, when it was Sharks Raiders? That was beforehand. Before. Oh yeah, that was Friday yeah, night. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, we'll go Sharks Raiders first. Yeah, yeah. Sharks Raiders. So oh, there was one thing, so that last, so who was it? Hudson, in the, who scored Hudson the last, yeah, 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 scores the last try. Yeah. I, that try doesn't happen if Whiten doesn't do a fake wrap around, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. And you see yeah. that, it's like, that's the type of shit he adds that he's, yeah. cause he's always thinking off the ball, always yeah. off the ball. Cause he's, Five, eight, 
Stinner yes, fullback, centre, that yeah, kind yes. of thing. Debut on the wing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he passes it, wraps around, puts the fullback. Who was the fullback for Sharks? Um, Will Kennedy. Yeah, yeah, puts Kennedy to slide out yeah. on him, and then it, and then he, he gets the done on the yeah, 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 gets done on the inside. So it's like perfect, perfect example of a team that fucking off the ball is yeah, it, yeah, is making 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 things happen. Yeah, that was a hell of a game. It was good to watch. Mm. My housemate Mitch, he's a hectic Cronulla fan, so he's jumping around when Matt Moylan puts a field goal over to send him up one with five to go, and then. Yeah. And yeah, that's it too. Also, throughout the throughout the fucking weekend, we saw ret- return of form to yeah. players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a lot of blokes just stepping up, and I suppose the, the thing about round one is you get to see that a bit because they've had six months to prepare for this for this game. You know, so there's blokes that might have been underdone or not really performed at the end of last year or bit, had a lack of form recently that have all this time to build into their new role or their new club or whatever, and, yeah. and then come back to form. But um, Moylan didn't do a too bad job for the Sharks. I thought Nico Hines was really good. Mm. Like for his debut for the club, he definitely had his hands on the ball probably at least fifteen times. I think yeah. like yeah, fifteen carries. So he was really trying his stones out. But, and he, um, he just looks so comfortable, especially mm. when he does the go short as well. Yeah. Like Jesus, he just don't what he's want. Well, that try he laid on for Teague Wilton was was beautiful. He just mm. took it to the line and did what he what he was doing at Melbourne, just holding the ball in two hands. Just showing with it, playing with it, and because he's such a big, strong body, he can just fucking sort of brush tackles, and then he's just hit short, and it's game over. But that was a really entertaining game. So does Nico Hines stay at seven the whole year? Yeah, oh. yeah, I think so. Well, the only person to come back is Braden Trindle, and if if he does beat Matt Moylan out for that spot, it'll be Hines seven, Trindle yeah. six. But those two are pretty interchangeable. I just think Nico will stay the seven because he'll have. He's the he's the marquee man. He'll have more of a pull over the side and more of he'll be pushing them in in better directions. So it's not bad signs for Cronulla. Like Canberra were just on on their day. I think um, I think both those sides are going to be pushing for the eight. They were like down the bottom half of the eight somewhere. So um, not bad, not bad signs. Sharky still have a lot of players to come back to a lot a few forwards. They got Cam McKinnis still to come back into the pack. Um, Sifa Talakai, some other boys like that. So, um, not too worried yet. Wade Graham still to come back. Canberra, Canberra were just better on the day, I think. And they were at Canberra. It was very hard yeah. to go down there and get a win. So, Ricky Stewart was fucking fired up. Yeah. Oh man, jumping around the fucking <laughs> sideline with like Clint Dolan. Up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if any of the signage survived down there. He just <laughs> kicked the shit out of all of it. Oh man, just starts fucking the mascot. Um, <laughs> we, so and then we go to so um, touchy subject this one because you fucking didn't tip your boys. <laughs> yeah, and then you get angry and fucking. <laughs> yeah, well, that's one thing I, I didn't want to bring up, but I'm going to have to. Is that this season I'm going to have no choice but to tip against the Bronx all year now because I tipped against them once. This let this be known for the record. I've never ever tipped against the Broncos ever before. Even even when we were coming wooden spoon and we were versus Melbourne, I'd never ever tip against them. And bro, it's round one, man. And I, and last year I was like doing it every week and still losing tipping comps because of it. So this year I was like, I don't care. I'm going to take all my bias out. I'm just going to tip who I think is going to win. And the tips have nothing to do with my <laughs> with my loyalty because my loyalty lies with the Broncos. And then I tip against them. And they come out on a Friday night, Suncorp Stadium, about 26 degrees, crisp deck looking good after the floods in front of 32,000. And they put on one of the better efforts they've put on in, in four or five years. One of the better defensive clinics, eh? It wasn't, it wasn't that they were outstanding. It wasn't that they, well, it wasn't that they were on their, their best defensive day or their best attacking day. It's just the fact they kept showing up. Mm. They just kept going. They showed that... If they're willing to stay in a contest for eighty minutes and just continue to do the one percenters for eighty, they can they can come out with some wins, which is what we saw at the the back end of last season. So they were doing that the back end of last season and went down to Penrith by two points. Yeah. Just a couple of weeks out before the finals. So it's good to see that they've kept this this mentality of how they can um, they can just grit and grind and try and get to a get to a spot where they give themselves a chance to win because the Broncos of old, of uh, the last season, the season before, would get to a point where it's 
the game's in the balance and then we'd fold like origami, you know, and just it'd be fucking by the time the by the time it's it's time to win the game, we've had twenty points put on us between there. So good signs for the Bronx, especially with and that, a few blokes coming back. Like we've got and also there was some um tries gone begging as well. Like Kelly could have had two yeah, if that and just went back and yeah, and Tony Staggs could have had one yeah. off um Cobo again back inside. Yeah, it was um yeah, it was yeah, got a, a good one a, in Cobo, eh? Oh, definitely. He's yeah. a freak. But yeah. like he must be, Oates must have been in his ear, like in the off-season, just showing him some stuff. Showing him a few bits <laughs> and pieces. Just the big gangly wingers working together. <laughs> no, I'm sort of I'm sort of liking the Broncos. Albert Kelly was was good. He was tough. He was, he was really trying his stones out. And I thought Billy Walters was incredible as well. He was fucking really good. So yeah. this is the first time in a, in a long time we've had a, a healthy... A healthy competition, healthy debate for who's going to be in the halves. So. That's one thing is because I thought, I thought um, Dearden played real well for the Cowboys. Yeah, very, and what I was thinking well. about is if Dearden didn't get signed, he didn't get any state at the Bronx, would we be having this battle mm. uh, like to go, or would Dearden? Would that just be his spot to be besides Reynolds? Yeah, you know? the hard thing, hard thing for Dearden when he was at the Bronx is he, he didn't get any wins. So yeah. like it'd be hard, to, it'd be hard to just say he was just six without. Some some wins behind him. So but now, when he got when he got his spot though, he was, they were yeah. kind of like here, take control. It's yeah, your team. exactly. <laughs> yeah. And the kid was nineteen. <laughs> yeah, and just came from playing schoolboy for yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I'm just I'm looking at the side now, and I'm thinking if we can get Albert Kelly in at six, mm-hmm. Billy Walters is our fourteen that pushes Tyron Roberts out. You got um. Helds he, Kelly. Maybe thirty. Yeah. Or something yeah, he's like a that. Bit, he's bit a bit older. older. But um, yeah, you do that, and then you got Hetherington comes in and pushes Reese Kennedy out. Yeah, and Flegler can come back in, and um, Corey Pakes is still around to, to put pressure on Turpin. Like we're starting to look like a an NRL squad with a bit of depth, and 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 like any of those outside backs that aren't playing up to standard. You've got Jordan Pereira who's just sitting there ready ready to go on either wing or. I'm sure Asako probably won't last too much longer at fullback, so Cobbo just bang straight back there. Tessie New still to come back. That's like, right. There's actually it looks like a um looks like a first grade squad that's wanting to push for a final. So and when you've got a man like Adam Reynolds at the helm, finals is a is a real possibility for the Bronx. Yeah, so just should we go out and get our premiership Bronco well, tatted sorry. I um <laughs> I booked Sydney tickets in October. I'm ready to go. Um, and you were, throw, you were throwing some walker shade at me too, bro. Oh, bro, dud of the week. Anyone, <laughs> anyone here, we're going to do a dud of the week. I don't know how we're going to do it yet, if we're going to get a graphic made up, or I'm just going to say it on here. But Cody Walker, he looked like, um, you know at school when you, you they call out two kids' names, like, oh, Dane and Christian, you come out the front and you pick your team. Yeah. And then... Like, you get to pick your your player, my player, your player, and then he got picked on the team he didn't want to be on, so he had a sook and just didn't want to play at all. And the teacher goes, no, you have to play, and he just had to go out there and go, oh, right, and just catch <laughs> a ball and just, huh. He looked like he didn't want to be there. He looked like he had no interest in rugby league. He got to bump early and then just seemed like he sat on his edge and sooked about it. Mm. He had a, a rookie a rookie halfback, his third game of NRL, coming in trying to fill Adam Reynolds' shoes in front of thirty two thousand on a on a night one of the NRL season yeah. and he was the worst going in favourites. He was the worst player on the field. And I don't even say that lightly, he definitely was. I can pick every single other South player. They were at least having a go and their fucking supposedly marquee man, the big dog in the room, was sitting out on his edge shooking. Mm. And sometimes he was just catch the ball and just throw it to the closest bloke and then just start walking behind the play. And with his head down, look he was dragging his knuckles. It was embarrassing for anyone who goes for South. <laughs> I was sitting on my couch going, if I was paying that cunt 750 grand a year, I would be fucking furious. He's looked like he's, his mate just got sent to the other team, so he doesn't want to play anymore. Yeah. You know? It was like, yeah. Cody but Walker, grow they, up. They obviously had, you know, obviously uh, Reynolds had to go because of the money, like the cash that he was getting as yeah, well. And they wouldn't sign him for any more than a year, so that's why he left. Yeah, so. but and so they obviously got plans. Their plans were were uh, oh, oh, that Reynolds is such a big part of it. Yeah. And yeah, so he's got to... I still don't get why they didn't keep Reynolds. I'm not complaining. Like, I know. At the Bronx. It, yeah. it just blows my mind. They couldn't find... 
to money to give him two years. Or I was thinking we're going to get um, Hines, uh, Nico Hines. Yeah, well, that's and, what we were talking about. Yeah. We were talking about fuck, is Hines and Reynolds either but, or. But then we both thought there's no way that he won't let Reynolds. They will let Reynolds go. Yeah. Like there's not many. Think about it, there's not many um, Premiership winning halfbacks in NRL anymore. Yeah, like the same ones have been winning it. You got Cleary, Cherry Evans, Hughes, um, Reynolds, and um, Chad Townsend. Yeah, and that's it. There's six of them that are, can actually genuinely say they've led a team to a premiership. Chad Townsend's in the Cowboys towards the back end, not playing as good a footy, and he was never really the superstar of that team. He was just a role player. The rest of them, Cherry Evans getting to the back end. You're never going to get him out of Manly. Cleary's obviously the Cleary and Hughes are the ones you want, but how the hell are you going to let go of one of those other guys for a rookie that's unproven? Played through, played two games of first grade before you let your your big dog go. Yeah, I, I just know. don't get it. One thing also with fucking um, rabbits is sometimes I watch Cook and I just pay attention to him, and I'm like, bro, if you didn't have speed, I don't put you there. Yeah, bro. like yeah. if you and you don't even show your speed much. Yeah. you know, like he's he's not where. Uh, where fucking Walker can sit back and be like, all right, I let him take, and then I'll take yeah. over. He's he's just more of a you know like distributor and yeah. then run whenever he can. But I think he's um, it's going to sound a bit harsh, but Damien Cook's a, like a product of a, a good eighteen months that he had in in two thousand seventeen mm. or eighteen. So like when he when he really burst on, like obviously he was playing behind um, some 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 good players early in his career, and then finally got a got a run. And then he took the game by storm because he was coming out of dummy half, running a lot. His service was pretty crisp and he was def- de- like well defensively doing well. Mm. And then that 18 months shot up the ranks, became in competition with Cam Smith for the best hooker in the league. And now he sort of hasn't shown anything other than that first 18 months. He's just been been keeping on, keeping on, just standing behind the ruck and distributing the ball. Whereas... Everyone, you talk to him and say, "What's the best video about Damien Cook?" Oh, his running game—it's yeah. awesome. He's a beach sprinter, man. But He's then really you haven't—you haven't seen his running game. You look at Damien Cook highlights. There's a fucking video of him stepping Melbourne Storm from 2018 that's still fucking ringing around. Yeah, because he hasn't fucking done much since. So, Damien Cook needs to, especially without Reynolds there, he needs to get out of dummy half and generate some quick play of the ball and generate some speed through the ruck because the only way they're gonna they're going to get to where they need to go with a rookie half like that is getting some speed through the ruck, let him play on the front foot. And if Cook's coming out and Murray's fucking jamming in as well and Totola and Burgess and these big boys are coming in behind the ruck, they're going to get on the front foot and it's going to give you a chance for Cody Walker to stop fucking throwing the bathwater out. Yeah, and it's, actually it's, fucking Because yeah. Cook's half his game is the offloads as well. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Straight And then after the offloads, straight back in behind yeah. the ruck. And then instead of having a tantrum, you got Cody Walker on the front foot being able to play footy. So, um, and Broncos, then, Broncos for the premiership. <laughs> with you not tipping them the whole year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, and you'll tip against them till I die. Wait, is that from Cotton on the friendship? <laughs> um, no, I think it's like from Kmart or something. Oh. No, it was sick. Or <laughs> Target. Bro, yeah. it's fucking sick because I bought a pair of friend's socks the other day and yeah. I saw this and I was like oh I got it <laughs> and then I'm going to have to double them up like when I go hooping or something all the way to friend's friends pretty sweet oh man um, so yeah Roosters Knights was fucking one that turned it around it was um, real it was like, yeah it, it was sweet it was it was it kind of roosters were like it didn't come to play. It's they it. were the they were the best bet of the round. Mm. Like if you had asked me, what do I put my house on? I say roosters. And then if you want to be maybe a little bit risky, roosters thirteen plus. Yeah. Like I thought there was Saturday afternoon Sydney Cricket Ground. Roosters have a brilliant record there. Their record against the Knights has been unreal for a long time now, and um, they just. They just didn't really show up. The, other than a disallowed try early to James Tedesco, they didn't really look like troubling them too much other than that. Like, the the Knights' line speed and aggression was unreal. Dane Gagai looked like he was origin gags. He's yeah. playing Newcastle jersey. So fucking good. thought it was a Queensland jersey. <laughs> he was killing it. Jake Clifford, as we said before, fucking unreal. 
Um, Dom Young, the big winger, he was fucking really handy. Shut down Daniel Tupo twice in really, really trying try scoring opportunities. So yeah, and the sin bin was for Walkers, wasn't it? Was it for taking Walker off the ball? Was that the sin bin? Phoenix Crossland's one, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that was a fucking gimme sin bin, man. Yeah, shit ass. How's um? He gives a forty twenty that he kicked, like it was rolling into <laughs> yeah. the second fucking. Um, Kurt Mann playing lock for the Knights. Yeah. Very, very good. Like, the way he can push his team around through the middle, I think he's finally found some, like, a role where they're going to just stick because he's been in and out. He's played in the centres. He's played in the halves. He's been a hooker. He's been everywhere. But now it looks like he's put a bit more size on. And if he if he can control that, that locking role and play with the footy a bit, push the forwards around, and his defence, he's just fucking tough as. He lifted Jared Rear Hargreaves. Yeah. And <laughs> like, like, off a tap, they just lost the ball. It looked like the Roosters were getting some momentum. Off the tap, Jared comes at him and just is up Wait, who straight get, up Who gets the more ball. fucking butthurt than him, though, eh, yeah. when he gets lifted? <laughs> got absolutely <laughs> fucking backed by a midget. And Kurt Mann, up and under the ball textbook. It was beautiful to watch. So Newcastle were one of my picks to be down in the cellar. Yeah, and um, they've come out, and the the Premiership favourites or Premiership heavyweights anyway have just been fucking have been doused by them. It's, yeah, it's really nice. Good and to see. Who's who's our hit machine? Our boy that got taken off again with a fucking um, concussion. Oh, fucking Victor Radley. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like Radley. Uh, is he is he good D or is he like a moron where he puts his fucking head? I'll tell you. I'll tell you <laughs> one thing about Victor Radley. He's got to be the most overrated player in the NRL. Because he, I don't care how good you think he is, he never fucking plays. He's got to be on a concussion highlight reel. He never know? plays because he's either suspended, injured, or concussed. Every single... And when he does play, even when he was there in the first 20 minutes, that didn't look likely. And people mm. call him the best the best ball playing, ball playing 13 in the game. I said, have you ever gone and watched a Penrith game and seen what Isaiah Yo's doing? Yeah. And you've got this guy and you think he's fucking... You, you're like thinking like he's some sort of prime Darren Lockyer playing lock. He's He comes out of the line and puts one shot on every week and everyone thinks, oh, he's fucking Victor the Inflictor, the biggest, toughest cunt going around. He's not He's not outstanding defensively. He's not the best defensive lock or the best ball-playing lock in the NRL and people talk about him in the same ilk as like your Jake Trevojevic's and your Isaiah Yo's. I fucking think he's criminally overrated. <laughs> and... He's never on the fucking field anyway. Yeah. So what does it matter? You put him on your game sheet, he goes out 10 minutes in, he's fucking either in the he's sin bin. He's got his head in the wrong spot. In he's fucking on his bin, In the sin bin or in an ambo somewhere. And then you've got to fucking manufacture a lock out of nothing. So, um, yeah, but that was good, man, seeing the Knights run him up. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Dragons Warriors. Obviously, we knew this was another lock. I thought this was, I was like, yeah, Dragons are uh, going to cruise this one in. Yeah, I had the Dragons. I tipped the Dragons for this one. They just look so good in the trial. That, that um, we were talking about the Charity Shield they played against the Bunnies. They look really good. That Anthony Griffin just, he's got something where he can get, get a bit more out of guys, sort of like Wayne Bennett does. Like, he gets blokes down there like a Francis Molo and Aaron Woods, yeah. uh, J- Jaden Sewer. These guys who have been bouncing around a bit, not playing the best, and then come down and they, have, they just join the rest of the pack. And yeah. their line speed is so good, and they are bashing. They've got he just knows players where the lemons worth the squeeze and getting yeah, them there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that knows he's got the sort of like a game plan and a style that he likes to play that really suits a lot of these blokes, like because they're just tough, hard, older blokes that that want to just play a quick line speed, solid defensive game and then just rumble up the middle and then let you, let your pretty boys out the back sort it out. So really good because the, the way they were defending, that Warriors pack is ginormous and they've got Jack DeBellin coming out of the line mm. and just fucking bashing blokes. Even their edges, Jaden Sewer and Jack Bird, really physical, tough game. They, it was really good to watch. And then once they got their chances with the ball, Good ben. to see Devalon taking some energy out on blokes. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> I was going to say, no, I'll just hold it in. I'll just hold that shit. But once they fucking get down and do roll into some field position, you got um, Benny Hunt using a moan. Fucking using, killing it. Yeah, absolutely Boy, killing throw it. throw that kind of seven's Australian jersey. <laughs> He's straight to Hunt, straight to Amon, straight to Sloan, and then out to Lomax. 
Ravalar, yeah. or Cody Reams, like all these young guns that are just killing it. So they they're in a good spot. I'll I'll tip them to make the eight if they if they can stay relatively injury free because they do have a bit of an aging roster. Yeah, they're going to be good because they've still got blokes like Josh Maguire to come back after his suspension. They've got Burgess to come back, who's another big body played a lot of NRL. Tarek Sims was a, one of the players of the Origin series last year. Mm-hmm. He's still to come back in. So there's three world class forwards that you're still going to bring back into this pack. So. Fuck, man. They get, yeah, you get Lomax. He's like, uh, who was at Newcastle back in the day with the flick pass? Made it pretty oh, much. Oh, Gidley. Gidley, Gidley, yeah. Yeah, the other, yeah. Gidley. Yeah, so he's just like that. Eh? Yeah. You don't know how to defend against that. He, he just, just looks brings like, it in. He looks like a fucking young Mark Gaznia. Yeah. Like, stay down out on that edge for the Dragons, just like Gaznia was for so long, and just bang defensively, strong as, and his winger must just fucking go home and. Have the nice, sweetest dreams ever, just knowing that next Saturday you got Zach Lomax feeding you pies yeah. again. Well, yeah, it's getting triples. Just do us right here. Yeah. Oh, it's unreal. Wait, and how good in some of the games? The Also, the, the wingers were on side. The, the fucking kicking games, man, from oh, all the teams, yeah. I thought, yeah. was sweet. Yeah. Like, obviously, you had that Moses one that was pretty lucky, but it was sick. Yeah, there was a... um, Some of the kicking... It was really good and some was some was a little bit off. Like I thought the Broncos kicking game lacked a little bit. We we kept putting it up to Cobbo's side but leaving it a bit too too shallow. Instead of putting the ball a meter, two meters out from the try line or in that sort of vicinity, we're kicking it and we're sort of either going ten meters out or something. So you're not giving Cobbo the chance to go up and get the ball and land and just try and get yeah. the ball to the deck. You got to. He's got to get it and then try and manufacture a pass or or land on the ground and then go again. So you really need to get it in your attacking kicks. Like all the all the territory kicks from all the team, I thought were really good. But um, those attacking kicks, I think the Broncos could have been a little bit, but like more clinical. And that'll come when Reynolds comes back. But putting that ball in a spot where you, all you have to do is catch and land to score rather than catch, yeah. manufacture a pass and then try and get to the line there. So. Yeah. But um, yeah, other than that, I thought the kicking game from pretty much all the halves was unreal. Um, there was a few 40-20s, even some of the hookers. Reed Marnie got a 40-20 in yeah. that para game coming out. So There was a few big kicks, huge fucking dropout. Yeah, a couple of them. There was a, a bit windy too on yeah. the sunny coast, so some massive dropouts. Um, Matt Burton's um, downtown kick, kicking out of his own 30, just lean on the opposition 30. Like, yeah. Fucking huge. So how, how Warriors running it this year again? Sun, like some... Sunny Coast games and yeah, well, I don't exactly know because they were due to be back in New Zealand and that all got canned. So yeah, they're definitely still here. I think they're they're, they're um, chucked up on the on the at Redcliffe at the moment. Uh, so I don't know. I'm assuming they'll play a few between Sunny Coast, um, between Redcliffe, maybe. Yeah, I think that that'd have to be their home game, Sunny yeah. Coast and Redcliffe. So it's going to be hard for them again. Like they've got a sort of a a weird roster like they've got a roster that can either really push for the eight or they can come last you know like i don't know if if it's gonna click for them well yeah i I think man i think they did they did well against a good dragons fucking lineup man yeah definitely um with with tiger storm was sweet game i thought i i read that um is it momoa on the the left side um for tigers who scored like those two jumping oh um um, uh, have I got the name right? No, it's not. Just click on that thing on the, up there. Just click on it. It'll come yeah, up. Yeah, but um, I thought he could. He would just would have came close. Mamalo, yeah, Ken Mamalo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would have come close to getting a wings yeah, in that team. Yeah. <laughs> he was very good, very good. Um, I I was sitting there, I was thinking, fuck. I let myself get a bit naive and I was sitting there going, fuck, Tigers could do this. Tigers mm. could get a win here. And then the the cream really rose to the top. J- Jerome Hughes was unreal. And so was um, Pappenhausen even in that back end. Like, well, Hughes especially, he was fucking outstanding in the second half. Like, to go in at halftime down round one, Tigers team that's really fucking, really back against the wall, come out for an ambush. And you're undergunned, undermanned. You've lost Brandon Smith, minute number one. Um, you've lost the White Rhino. You've yeah. lost fucking one of your wingers. Um, George Jennings went down, backs fully against the wall, and he comes out and does that, and they end up end up stealing themselves a win on the road at Combank Stadium. Um, it was yeah, 
That would have been shit quality. themselves if they didn't get that win going back into the dressing shed. Oh, yeah. You could just imagine. But the problem is now for Melbourne, and all the talk in the preseason was that potentially they're, they're a bit a bit light on, a bit small. Like um, Tui Kamakamitha is still unavailable for selection because of his off-field dramas. They let, um, they let Max King go. They let... Aaron Penne go, and now you, you start looking at their pack, and um, they're getting really, really thin. And then you lose your co-captain and and uh, Queensland Origin forward in um, the the White Rhino, um, Christian Welsh. Yeah, he's done his Achilles. Achilles so yeah. his best best part of the season. They were thinking it was the ACL at the start, weren't they? they were, yeah, they the went, knee. Because he's it, done that right side, is it? Yeah, twice. Yeah. yeah. So he's um so he's just about gone for the season. They said fastest recovery. Fastest recovery possible, potentially can get back to finals, but fuck man, Achilles, <coughs> bro. Yeah, and return to play from an Achilles is is usually a bit slower and a bit. It takes a yeah. bit longer to get back to hundred percent. But yeah, now they've they're already light on the forwards, and you lose you lose him, you lose Brandon Smith from that middle rotation where he would have been in the thirteen for over a month with the broken hand. Yeah, I liked. I'm gonna be stretched. Yeah, I man, freaking. The way that Pops just can't, comes in flawlessly and just takes control, though, you know, yeah. he's like, oh, I got to do be a bit more of a ball player yeah. now, and I got to back up, you know. And Jerome Hughes did the same thing. Yeah, yeah. He knew the whole off season that he didn't have Monks to round one. Yeah. And then he was supposed to have Cooper Johns there, and then he goes out and does his AC joint in a trial <laughs> game. So now you've got Nick Meaney, a bloke who's come from the cellar dwellers at the Bulldogs, played a bit of wing, bit of fullback, and hasn't really ever defended properly in the front line. And Nick Meaney goes in, doesn't try and overdo his hand, just just plays his role and lets Jerome Hughes and and Pappenhausen just really, really take control of the game. Obviously, there were some teething problems in the first half where it wasn't more so that... Like, the Storm weren't great, but the Tigers came to really play and then, yeah, the Storm just withstood them until half-time. They were down, I think it was um, 12-6 or something half-time and then ended up just... I always like seeing Brooks play well, eh? When Brooks plays well, it's like watching, um, like Mark Wahlberg in The Invincible. You know, get that. Oh, yeah. too. It's just like watching a full journey, but just keep going, <laughs> just keep trudging on. Nah, I, I think it, it is good for Brooksy, but I just, when he's playing like that, you can understand why they want to keep him, but yeah. you just don't see enough of it for mine. Like, you need that. That's like got to be his base level that you get out of him, you know. Yeah. And if you're not getting that, you really need to start thinking about having some some tough conversations because there's a lot of money in your cap you can free up when you can get yourself a halfback that can do that sort of stuff, and then still have a couple of hundred grand to change, you know. Yeah, so that's right. If did, you can, yeah, did yeah. you see him flicking the the, the cords yeah, away yeah. when he's going for the and gig, and then the like whole the, Melbourne bench is yeah, just laughing after he turns around. <laughs> <laughs> and then he classic. fucking dusts it to the right. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, sprays it anyway. <laughs> classic. Oh, it was, uh, um, and then, yeah, we finished up with the oh yeah, the Eels. That was a good game. Cowboys. Yeah, uh, Eels. Titans, Eels Titans had a um, was it forty something point first half? Yeah, forty eight point first half, which was unbelievable considering the whole rest of the round was was tight, slower sort of pace footy, like back to sort of what we were used to, which was really nice to see. And then you get this game where they come out and it's just, you score, we score, you score two, I'll yeah. score two, and just neck for neck. Um, it was, yeah, unbelievable. I thought at the very start, I was like, Eels are going to run away with this. And then the momentum would swing and then the Titans had put a couple on and, on, and then I thought maybe the Titans are going to win this. So it kept you on the edge of your seat. But um, yeah, it was, it was a hell of a game. I thought... Um, Philip Sammy yeah. was fucking unbelievable. That was getting doing the hip thrust over. Yeah, doing the gutho on the <laughs> gutho, you know. <laughs> He's a new king in town. He fucking really he was he was outstanding, Philip Sammy. He was one of the definitely one of the best in the paddock. So um young Toby Sexton too for a um for a rookie half yeah. to come in and they've put all their chips in this basket, getting rid of Fogarty like um, you, everyone was saying you thought they would have learned after, Bro, after with Ash a, Taylor with a last name like Sexton man he's having a ton of sex oh for sure <laughs> and especially with that rugby league ability and can kick goals too yeah he's a uh, super coach sex symbol fucking oh next, next week he's sponsored by Pornhub just on the slate <laughs> <laughs> he's just got ZZ on his arm <laughs> um, 
Yeah, but that, yeah, that was a sweet game. I think again, but like Parent Para for me was another was probably in those three of lock of the weeks. So I was like Para's one one definite. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm I'm I think Para were the better team, but Para just play sort of weird when like so every now and then they sort of have these periods where they. They say to Junior Paulo, like, oh, Junior, just get the ball and turn and turn the hip and, and do a bit of ball playing. And, and Ryan Madison was at lock, who's played a lot of 5'8 mm. and stuff. He can be doing that stuff. I just think they're wasting Junior Paulo a bit with him coming in. Like, everyone knows he's a handy big man when he's playing with the footy. But you have a bloke who's 125 kilos. He's a damaging ball runner. He's got quads bigger than my torso. And he's catching the ball from the dummy half and turning the hip and, and just bro, go forward. Let's get it. Let's get a bit of go forward and then start looking for tip ons or stuff like that. Not, not have him in the the fourth minute catching the ball and turning it over his shoulder. Because like, yeah. I just felt like it didn't startle him. Like it didn't stifle the attack, but it just he like if you're gonna do that, let's let Ryan Madison do that. A bloke who's played a bit of six. He's a bit more mobile. Mm. He can get there and get get that ball on, and you have Junior next to him as a, as a bit of a bait. Like yeah. here, we're going to give it to the big boy. No, we're not. We're going at the back. So, just the way they use their middles, I think they. Can that's just why you're telling me. That's why you're telling me Madison's good for super coach points, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I but, I was going to start with him, and then when he moved to lock, I yeah. dropped him out because I prefer him in the back row. But yeah, he's he's a fucking talented footballer, and he's won a won a comp at the Chooks. He was a he was a, a six slash thirteen slash second row coming up through the juniors, so he's played a lot of six. So if you're going to have him in the middle there, let him do that stuff and leave Junior and Regan. You know, Regan Campbell Gillard yeah. was playing that power game and he was killing it. But then Junior Paul off the back of it was ball playing and it sort of it sort of just slowed him down a bit. And instead of just bang bang bang, it was sort of bang try something didn't work, bang start again, you know. But I thought Mitchell Moses was really good in his, his kicking game. He um, controlled the team well. I've been a bit of a um, a bit of a, a hater of not, not a hater, but like I've been a bit off Moses. He's for just most like of his he, like you're saying. Like he shows a bit. He he has he's ri- ridden a bit of a season, a part of a season for a while. You know, like where yeah, he showed yeah. awesome form, and then I think he's the same too. Is a he's a bit similar to Luke Brooks. He got brought to the club, and everyone thought he was the next savior of the club, and then. He went well, but then he had times of going. Like times got a bit hard on him, and a bit of teething problems having him and Gutho and Brown and Marnie all coming together. But yeah. now those four have been that spine has been locked in for three seasons, four seasons now. Like they're really, really starting to click. I know they let twenty eight points in on the weekend, but once that defense tightens up a bit and they and they really lock them down i think that that Parramatta team could be dangerous coming back into the season because they still scored 32 points yeah it's like well you score 40 we'll score 42 you know like old Toyota cup days (laughs) yeah that was fucking touch footy those days yeah leading tackle getter's got 12 yeah and and 13 misses Uh, we never played it. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then finished with the Cowboys Bulldogs with a fucking um, soccer score. Yeah, that was um, after the weekend we had. And then we just went from literally watching a game with 48 points in the first half to watching a game with 10 points the whole time. It was It was, it was wild. It was um, The Bulldogs didn't look very likely at all for 90% of the game. Mm. And... The Cowboys looked the better side for most of it. But then all the chat about the Bulldogs gassing up in North Queensland, it being hot, it ended up being the other way around. I thought the Cowboys were better for the majority of the game and then the Bulldogs came home harder. So it just, um, I don't know, it was a fucking weird one. Some of those young Cowboys forwards are really impressive. That Jeremiah Nanai on, on the left side, second row, played 80 minutes, was fucking unreal. I thought every time he got the ball, he looked dangerous. Um Young Max King for the Bulldogs come off the bench, came from Melbourne. What Melbourne would give to probably have that guy back at the moment, to, just to go back in the middle. He was unreal. He played 45-odd minutes and just tackled everything. Had about well, He's in our team of the week. He was yeah. fucking flat-out unreal the whole game. So um, a few shining lights, but all in all, two sides that are really going to struggle offensively. Um, they're probably lucky they played each other this round and not, 
not not other competitions. Oh, so I'm thinking if if the, if one of these if these two teams played other opposition, I'm thinking they're probably looking at down the barrel of a big loss each. But then again, it could be the best thing to happen for them. Like they just come in, take this game. Bulldogs will come out of it with a, with a little bit of confidence. Cowboys just lick their wounds and 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 try and fucking move on to next. So. But yeah, hopefully, man, it was such a good round. Hopefully, we don't have to fucking talk that much footy each time because we had to touch on like talking about so much of that yeah. shit. It was so good. Yeah, I'm sure it'll. I'm sure it'll get a bit quicker, and we'll start just <laughs> not so much talking in depth about each game, but just some just a few points yeah. from each. But, and yeah. then well, that's what I was thinking, Dana. Then we just we don't really talk about the round. We we always rev, uh, just do the review, yeah. and then we can throw our um, tips up. Yeah, like yeah, on, yeah. Because you know, then we're we're fucking each week we're trying to break down or, or thing unless we start to do the one riverside you yeah, know yeah. for like Just we do that now and again or, or yeah. do, do it for the bigger bigger weeks where the match where it lines up like styles of yep. the uh, games match up really yeah, well that'd be cool um, we can sort that out yeah fucking we'll go to so if we see if we've got any more questions on this shit I always don't refresh it and we always I always miss um, Callum Stewart, after my skipper debut on the weekend for Mitchie, didn't even know he was skipper. Could I be the best captain since Darren Lockyer? Considering your team lost <laughs> to a second-grade brother's side, I'm thinking potentially more of a skipper like Kurt Gidley off the bench, you know, maybe. <laughs> maybe that's in the cards. Um, nah, Cal, I thought you went well. You, I could hear you from the from the parking lot screaming, but show some ticker, show some ticker. What was he playing, Hooker? Yeah, playing nine. He's just trying to implore his boys to show a bit of ticker. So, no, you're, you're a leader of men, Callum. We, we appreciate your leadership down at West Mitchie. Um, just a congr- shit off spin up. Yeah, congratulations on the debut, but for sure don't be bowling those trash leggies. <laughs> or Freddie will put you in the <laughs> car park yeah, again. Yeah, well, you know, but don't bounce them off the fence to get them back to, <laughs> to the bucket. He goes, it's spun them wild. <laughs> you can't and hit the fence. What do you want about? Oh, man. Um, LD Tong. Aldi, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I need a Don Duncan local league wrap up. That's twenties, Reggie's pinks, A's, and Mitchie opens. That should take ten minutes, and the after events commentary should go, um, go more than one minute. Apparently, <laughs> well, I don't we, get the G up. We can't do it. We're not going to be doing any after events because Freddie and I both had uh, quiet ones. I was quite ill still, and and Freddie has a um has a young one to attend. Um, but from what I saw, I didn't see any of most of these games all day. I hate to tell you, I was a bit crook. So I missed the 20s, but they got a handy win. I think it was 54-6. Um, the Reggies did the same thing, 52-6. The, I watched the first half, as we spoke about. It looked pretty good. The Pinks went down 14-8 or 14-10 or something like that, and they were looking um, they, they were looking all good by all accounts that I've heard. Um, and A-grade put in a really good performance, one in the bin for 10 minutes and still only... Only lost by four points to a Q Cup side, so um, not a bad effort from all the West sides. Um, and uh, and Mitchy side went out there and and tried to handle business against Brothers and just come up a bit short. So yeah, mm. there you go, Aldi. That's that's <laughs> the rap we got. I'll, I'll, I'll endeavour to be better for next week. Yeah, well, Dana will try to get on the piss or something for you too. Yeah, yeah, that that always makes me better. Get in those w- w- women's toilets down there. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, just because that's in case your missus is down there but um, we got uh, so some of the things I was looking at is yeah the Walker stuff I was trying to find some of that for you because you were absolutely blowing a gasket fuck Cody Walker um, Brady posting about his return Brady's um, back <laughs> back again Brady's yeah and then but you see did you see the thing about the guy that bought at an auction his last um, touchdown ball Oh, so really? like it was all his. It was either last touchdown ball or last ball from his last game. Yeah, fine. and paid I think seven hundred thousand oh. Oz for it. I think it was like f- uh, just under five hundred thousand US yeah. or so. And um, he and blowing s- oh up. man, oh, blowing man. up. You'd be calling Tom saying, "Bro, you owe me a lot of money." Oh, he's got to sort him out, man. Yeah, because yeah. saying that, but what? Just nothing Tom can do. He he didn't fucking sell him the ball or nothing, did he? He's oh just fucking, fuck, he sold us that he was retiring. True, true, he did. In saying that, I was saying to the bloke I work with today, I was like, why wouldn't you keep playing? 
yeah. paid a lot of money oh, and right. you play in a dinner suit if someone touches you it's yeah. excessive roughness or rough on the passer or fucking they'll throw 10 flags at you and then you're swimming in a sea of flags because you touched <laughs> on Brady it's like That's right. he's got the best job in the world yeah. I know it's pressure pressure to laugh every time he's caught in the pocket the rest are just ready to fucking <laughs> yeah. oh he's yeah. fucking if like they he, touch him I yeah. swear I'll rip this flag pretty in. much um, Herb Dean just about to jump in <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh yeah, going to talking about Herb Dean, we had uh, Jake Paul pitching about the UFC bout versus Conor McGregor or Jorge Masvidal with, with fighter benefits on the line. Did you see that one? No, I didn't even see that. Oh, so they they're saying he goes, uh, the where is it? Dana, since you like me now, how about one fight the UFC deal to fight Conor? Um, if I win, you agree to my UFC fight pay and healthcare proposal. If I lose, I donate my entire purse to all UFC fighters who make less than 50k a fight and never mention UFC again. Deal? Question mark. Let him fucking fight, and hopefully, hopefully we actually get an entertaining fight out of it. I wish Keen was here because he'd be like, I don't want to fucking talk about yeah, this yeah. motherfucker anymore. Yeah. That's why I kind of added in there, but well, it was from Keno. If say righto, Dana, put him up against me, and Keenan can get in and fight Jake Paul, and then probably get slapped. <laughs> <laughs> Keenan would be a sleepy potato. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. Oh, oh fuck. Easy. Um, do we? Are we just going to brush over the point that LeBron had fifty twice last week? Didn't care. I saw that, but no, I didn't. Fifty really twice. Yeah, dude's thirty-seven. I was too busy watching. You Steph. guys are telling me oh, he's wait, too busy I, watching Steph. What? What? Uh, just warm shoot up. Thir- <laughs> shoot thirty-eight percent from the field, like he no, has. Just been. warm up, the back to the halfway line, and oh, come yeah. back in. That's so good. He can do it in warm up because in games he's fucking shooting like forty percent max, thirty-eight percent from deep. Yeah, but show me a fucking defensive. Show me a thirty-seven-year-old scoring fifty. <laughs> period. Not twice in a week. He just he's just passed and he's the only man to ever have ten thousand points, ten thousand rebounds, ten thousand assists. Mm. But he's got thirty thousand points, ten thousand rebounds, ten thousand assists. Yeah, but he's on all the PEDs in the world, bro. So <laughs> what? You think Jordan wasn't using juice? Not at all. Oh, Not at all. You're the kidding cleaners, yourself. The cleaners, you're bro. kidding yourself. <laughs> you're telling me a nineties fucking athlete and wasn't bro, jacked. We it. need Keenan here to talk basketball because <laughs> I can't bounce off you. Uh, uh, quickly, wait, other big news: fucking Russell Wilson comes to the Denver Broncos, <laughs> giving us some fucking hope, man. You and don't have any hope. We've got ah, uh, we do because we got some. You got receivers, you know, and the one thing we've been lacking is a quarterback. So yeah, that's again, it's going to be two Broncos titles this year, I think. I'm down for one of them. Yeah, <laughs> it's not Denver. <laughs> um, one other thing too, just shout out to the boys that did join our um, any given Mondays, um, our uh, Super Coach group. We got it going, Freedy. Really putting, in, must have been putting in the homework because our guy finished. For you guys who are... I must have a mate that knows a lot about... You know, for you guys who are interested, <laughs> your guy Freedy has come out and put himself third on the leaderboard, three points short of Matty Bonanno yeah. in second. I was studying so. that Rugby League Week magazine. This <laughs> is very, very impressive. Um, our boy uh, Jonesy down the bottom, Jakey Morris, oh, they're all fucking down there in the cellar somewhere. <laughs> Me and Freedy are sitting high and dry, all and mighty on the podium. Mitch so. Bucket's in the middle there somewhere. Yeah, Mitchie Bucket sitting at five. Um the captain of the uh, Italian side I played in, Matty Bonanno, he's sitting yeah. second there. So, yeah, we had a bit of friendly banter today. But um, nice. Good start. Thanks, boys, for joining. We'll, we'll keep posting those things every week just to let you know that um, Dane's superior at Supercoach and all the other fucking <laughs> Did jokes. you win last year in your comp, whatever you're in? No, I came dead last, I think. Oh, really? <laughs> no, I went. Last year was a horrible year for me. The year before, I went really well. But last year was, a, was just a horror show. I missed a lot of things. Like, a lot of people... Yeah, get on early. Like a lot of people got on Nico Hines when he was really cheap mm. and rode his points up. A lot of a lot of people got on Isaiah Papali'i early, and I thought, no, nah, there's no time for Papali'i or Nico Hines won't get time because Papenhausen will be back before you know it. You got two blokes just scoring hundred points every week, and and you just can't can't um, can't jump on. So last year was that. I'm not going to miss the boat this year, and um, I'm sure I'll um, smoke you all. <laughs> I'm sure I'll be up there too. If you're doing well, I'm pretty sure I'll be up there. Pretty. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty Wait, did you do any trades this week? Because I'm going to do the same ones as you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We end up with the same team. What are you trading? (laughs) Fuck. 
no, nah, look, I'll look at the team list and shit. But, you know, yeah. I've watched fucking five games over the weekend. I'm still terrible with names. I've got to learn all that shit. Yeah. But, uh, oh, you get that shit. Yeah. It slowly comes to you anyway. Yeah, man. And the names it's get good. harder and harder. They do. They every do. Year. They do. Some and there's these, more of them. Some of these guys coming off the bench, I'm like, Ugh. whoa, who is this kid? Yeah, oh. just coming over and killing this game. <laughs> like in a good way. I mean, fucking so good for it. Um, mm. Yeah, man, take us out, Dano. Yeah. Well, fucking, that was very NRL heavy without our know. boy Keens. Yeah, for um, for all the NRL actual hardcores out there, don't just like listen to us talk shit. That's one for you guys. We uh, we really put in the work. Freddie put in the work. Five games in the weekend, first time ever. And then probably the, should have been looking after his new. And daughter, the others was the uh, when they put together the ten minute reel, like not the just the highlights. Oh yeah, there, yeah, yeah, the, the KO minute, mini is, ones. Yeah, yeah which is sweet. pretty cool. Um, yeah, shout out to all the, all the listeners. Shout out to everyone in our Supercoach group. Shout out to the sponsors. Um, shout out to Keenan for moving house and 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 not coming. Yeah. Uh, also, shout out to Freddie for the bringing me home. This feels like home to me. Yeah, and DK's um, hooking us up every week now yeah. with our team of the week. And Sweet. Yeah, jump on those team of the weeks if you got anything you want to add. We're up for a bit of healthy debate in the comment section. Once we post them, I'll jump on and try and get back to anyone who's got anything to say about them. Um, we're always open for a bit. I had a couple of blokes comment. I think Stanty did, and and another bloke co- jumped on and commented. And we had a bit of a a bit of a, a bit of monologue between us about um, some some other players who might have deserved a spot. So jump on and and get into that because we like that shit. So um, yeah, that's good. And the we graphics look, look sick. Yeah, we that's just what I told you, DK. Because I see me and you talk on the in the chat. Yeah, yeah. And I tell DK, I go, look, I can do the shitty weak things. You yeah. know, like the I go, I need you, I need your skill in this team yeah. of the week because we Dana, well, we were talking about it and it did well, it was a cool idea to do it, it like was that. Sick, yeah. yeah. So um, but yeah, yeah, just jump on and have a chat because as you might know, we just love talking footy. We've got over a hundred and something episodes. So if you want to talk footy. Get on there and let's go. But um, we'll um, we'll talk to you again in a week. We might start putting another podcast out every week. Maybe just doing a half an hour on Riverside or something. Yeah. But See how um, it goes. Let us yeah. Also let us know if you're about our, our footy. If you're footy to shit talk ratio. Yeah. I think we kind of will heavy footy. Yeah. If you want it to be mixed like fifty fifty or or we can start maybe just split. Maybe we'll do just a half an hour one. Me and Freedy over Riverside and do a real footy breakdown. And then we'll have Keens on for one and and we'll really rip into each other like mm. we normally do so let us know if you listen to this you made it this far congratulations just let us know what you what you think in the dms or if you see us out and about but um we'll talk to you again in a week don't be a mercenary get down support your local and uh we'll talk to you later peace